Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Red and Bobby. Welcome to The Year Is, a comedy podcast where every episode, me, comedian Bobby Mayer, and this man, comedian Red Richardson, travel back in time to a year in history, and we talk about the most interesting and weird things from that year. How was that tone of voice? I know it was good. It was a good start. Yeah, I was trying to sound happy. You sound happy, and it's uh, you should be happy. Because it's a very exciting show that you're involved in. <laughs> well, you think you think this podcast can save my the rest of my life from sucking? Yeah, I think this is the start of the new you. I think you're going to really benefit from this. But the thing is, you, mm-hmm. I've been your friend, mm-hmm. some would say best friend, mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. So you're a big part of the old me. So how is spending time with you going to make the new me well, I've been gently pushing you towards the new you. This is insane <laughs> and a lie, a blatant lie. No, I've I've been when I met you, you were uh, like troubled, is a light way of putting it. And I I saw potential, and I thought I can, you know, not comedically. I'm obviously huge potential there, but I mean emotionally, I thought is there's a way of 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 this is outrageous. Between the two of us, who is called who more in distress? Um, probably you, I think. This is, this is a lie? <laughs> you are lying? I remember multiple times you being upset, me being comforting. Rare, when was I Wait, upset should, should, you were comforting? Should we start the podcast? <sighs> Fine. Okay, so we're going to do the year, year 2000 today, Bobby. We're traveling back to uh, 21 years ago. Ooh. The year 2000. The year 2000. I was 11 years old. How old were you? I don't know. 14? <laughs> we can Maths, you can work out. You were 12. No, I was 11. 11. I could have beat the shit out of you in the year 2000. Yeah, yeah. You, you yeah, 14-year-old Bobby could have beat up this short little fat loser kid. I wasn't fat until uh, five years ago. Yeah, well, it would have been easier to beat you yeah, up then. I was very mad. I would throw you around. And I was short as well. Yeah, you could have got me. I was pretty tall. Yeah. So is that what you do if you could travel back in time? Beat if me I up. was travel back in time and enter my own 14-year-old body, I'd You wouldn't beat stop up 9-11. You wouldn't place a bet on a on How a would a 14-year-old boy stop 9-11? If you knew because you're going back in time so you would know who's gonna believe me so 14 year old (laughs) me travels back to 2000 the year 2000 so i've got you know a year Mm -hmm. to stop 9 11 yeah hey guys there's gonna be a terrorist attack in a year who are you again why aren't you in school yeah i'm a kid i'm I'm a kid no one would listen to you what i'd have to do the only way to do it would to go on al-qaeda message boards yeah. And then claim that I saw something on there that told me that. Yeah. And then. But you wouldn't have any evidence. So they no. Probably just don't listen they wouldn't to believe me. No. That's so sad that I couldn't even fix no, it no, if no, I no. wanted yeah. to. <laughs> <sighs> That's. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could. I'd like to stop. 9-11 are there i think most people would apart from al-qaeda <laughs> yeah 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 there's a small group there's a of people minority of people who are quite out for it carrying on but so uh, what what did you find in your deep dive to the year 2000 the turn of the century the new millennium did you know bin laden mm. his father and brother died in plane crashes really yeah well after 9-11 no before 
One of them died Ooh. accidentally flying a plane into a building. No. Hmm. I didn't. Is that actually? That's not yeah, true. Yeah, this is true. Really? Did you know You know that? And what? Isn't that? That's what gave him the idea. When you read about it, it's so crystal clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was his dad flew a plane into a building, accidentally and died, and he thought, hmm. That's a way to do something. Yeah. Fuck. And then he's obviously get like, there's some sort of therapeutic thing for him, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think the word is therapeutic. Yeah, well, if, if you're Bin Laden, that's probably therapeutic. You know, most of us have a cold shower or see a therapist. <laughs> yeah. But uh, wasn't much therapy going around in uh, in the mountains in Afghanistan. No, clearly. But no, they didn't have the language either. No. Yeah, I don't. I just had a shitty. I did a gig last night, mm-hmm. and I'm in, I'm on stage, and this guy in the crowd is on the phone. Okay. And I ask him to stop talking on the phone, which yeah. I think is reasonable. Then he tells me I'm not good enough at comedy to listen to. <laughs> So the rest did, of the audience so he, disagreed with him. They were on my side. Did but he, he was call there Michael McIntyre? <laughs> he was there with like four of his sisters. Yeah. And then they were like, that's our brother. Leave him alone. And I'm like, I'm not. He's on the phone. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was, it's, his, it's his deal. And they were staunchly defending him. Mm-hmm. And then I was talking to him saying, just get off the fucking phone, you loser. And his <laughs> sister was sitting in front of him. But she thought I was talking to her. Because I was looking in her direction. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though this whole conversation had already happened. So I'm looking at him and she goes, Stop looking at me. And I said, Clearly I'm looking at him. And she said, Well, it feels like you're looking at me. And then she left. Walked out. And he stayed and talked on the, on the phone. phone. Yeah. Well, for the rest of your set. Yeah. And then eventually was kicked out. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just really like put a damper on my mood. Well, who was he talking to? Do you know? I don't know. He had a vibe of, like, man who wanted to be a successful drug dealer, but it wasn't working out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> yeah, we could have just walked outside. I never get it when you see someone at a comedy show and they start talking. You go, There's the whole world to do this, you know? Yeah. These shows take up, like, 0.1% of land space. You could go anywhere and do this. So I think it's kind of a statement. I think people like to do it because it's kind of a, they get a kick out of it. <sighs> just put a damper on my day but then now we get to talk about me at 14 you at 11 11 the turn of the century lots of hope and this was a time if i remember correctly when you were 11 the year 2000 this mm-hmm. is i like this year because it's the year you had hope yes it was the year for those of you that don't know the film harry potter mm-hmm. was cast yep daniel radcliffe mm-hmm. emma watson mm-hmm. That other kid. Rupert Grint. Whatever his name is. Yeah. I'd love to meet him. What a lot of people don't know is... Why we, would you love to meet him? Why him? I I get people who feel like losers. Why does he feel like a loser? Because he's we, a look, multi-millionaire. Yeah, but he's the loser of the three. Yeah, I suppose. He, they, you can tell they... Well, hunt. she's like the head of the UN now. He's, you know, still acting despite not being able to. And no <laughs> one knows where he is. You can tell that Rupert Grint is the fun one. Yeah. He sort of stepped back because he's weird. Like he's sort of gone, I got a very lucky ticket and now I'm just going to slip off into the night. Whereas Radcliffe's kind of gone, I'm an actor. And you go, don't you are. But what a lot of people don't know Mm. is that that could have easily been Red Richardson. It could. And this is why I speak so badly of Daniel Radcliffe because there's an element of bitterness. Uh, I'm not ashamed <laughs> to admit it. I, uh, but what Bobby's referring to, I was a uh, street cast uh, to audition for the role of Harry Potter. I went to an audition, got through to the next round, ended up one on one with the director, a man called Christopher Columbus. You had a one on one with Christopher Columbus? Yep. And uh, I did some stuff for him, and I, I didn't get the role. And I so, think the mistake you probably made mm-hmm. was you met him. Mm hmm. And you said, sir, what was it like when you first stepped onto what is now America? (laughs) He said, excuse me? And he said, you're Christopher Columbus. I can't believe. I can't believe you're still alive. You're an immortal explorer (laughs) who's now went into children's films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You thought you were looking for him. And he was like, is this a joke? And you were like, listen, I read the same books as you do. I know who you are. (laughs) Just because you tried to hide in plain sight by not changing your name doesn't mean I don't know exactly who you are. Yeah, so a big, huge explorer now decides to make kids' films. Yeah. 
And you said that to him, and he was put off. Your performance was better than Radcliffe's. I mean, Radcliffe's wouldn't. No, Radcliffe would have been charming, and uh, he's an acting kid. They tried to make out he wasn't, and then you find out he was in some Copperfield production. Did he have the scar on his head? No, that's just part of the character. You should have, I think, here's the thing. You say you met with him. What was the conversation? Well, I had to read lines for the film. Do you remember what scene? No. It was like an... A scene, I did, it was like, am I any, you know, shouting and sort of, I just couldn't do it. And I don't think, yeah. But if it was now, could you do it? What, play a 10-year-old wizard? If you had the chance now <laughs> to audition for Harry Potter, could you do it? What, who, what, what as Harry Potter? Yeah. As him is 32? No, just if you, listen, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to email you a Harry Potter scene. Okay. And then you, we're going to read it, and we're going to give you another shot. Okay. Can you do that, Ray? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. Okay, give me a sec. Yeah, it was. it's like drama's hard thing to do. You have to sort of let go of a lot of... And I'm not like a hugely um, energetic person, so they make you do all sorts of stuff that is quite, uh, quite embarrassing. And like what? Just sort of like, I'll pretend to be a chicken in the nuclear disaster, you know, all these sort of stuff that's not really in there. I was like, I've read the books, I don't know, there's a chicken in the whole fucking thing. So it was, yeah, you, they sort of get you to like move loads and wasn't great. Okay, I found it. I've sent it to you. Okay. Have you opened it? Okay, let's do this. Seems silly, doesn't it? Wait, so you're, you got, you're Ginny and I'm Harry, yeah? Yeah. You look a bit like Ginny because she's got ginger hair. So this is good. Okay. Seems silly, doesn't it? The wedding, given everything that's going on. Maybe that's the best reason to have it. Because of everything that's going on. Her chin turns. Coming into profile, her face very close. And she folds into him and they are kissing. Long. Deep. Pretend to kiss? No, we can't do that. No, don't pretend to kiss me. Just pretend. Oh. No, like, no, that's open mouth. I would have given you that part. Yeah, see? Could have gotten it. Could have... Uh, I think you've matured as an actor. Yeah, I'm better now. <laughs> I think I would have... Um, yeah, I don't... I probably would have ruined the franchise for a lot of people. But it's also... Everything happens for a reason. And I wouldn't be here with you now had I have gotten the Harry Potter thing. I'd it, be a famous superstar. You'd be in a lot of tabloids. I yeah, think. yeah. I would have uh, been kicked off a few airplanes. Can you be like Harry Potter as a fucking mustache? <laughs> a lot of gut shots in the press. <laughs> your gut, because sometimes you often are just sitting on a couch and your gut hangs out, which is fine. Mm. But if that's you in a restaurant and you're a famous, <laughs> yeah, person, but I don't do that in restaurants. I don't. I've seen it. No, okay, and yeah. that's fine. I'm not shaming you. I'm just saying it would be... In a oh, tabloid. there would have been a few rehab trips, a couple of Oprah interviews. Um, yeah, it would have been a Macaulay Culkin situation, Yeah, I think. maybe. Ra- well, yeah. Radcliffe quit drinking, actually, when he was like yeah. 17, 18. He had yeah. a problem, but uh, I don't think you would have quit at 17 or 18. No, I don't think... Why? <laughs> <laughs> You've done it all. <laughs> it's yeah. just party time. I know. I kind of wonder why he bothers still doing stuff, because you go, you're worth like 80 million, and... You know how boring it is on the brief bits of TV I've done when you sit there then they have to turn around and then you go do another shot and then you have to sit in makeup. You go, who wants to do this? You had your debut recently, a television yeah. debut, didn't you? Mm-hmm. What was the role? Um, I don't know if I'm legally allowed to say. Well, we won't say what show it was, but I just, we can. I, I, I'm definitely allowed to say it because I'm just not saying. I was playing... <laughs> Uh, a baby in a nappy, a man-sized baby. <laughs> and they covered me in uh, baby oil. And I thought, I've been working to be on TV for so long. And is this is it, isn't it? So be careful for what I you just, wish for. <laughs> I just love that the first part you got on television and you didn't have to audition for. No. No audition. They looked at you and they when thought, we know what you would be good for. And then 21 years later, yeah, 21 years after not getting Harry Potter, I get the role of Big Baby <laughs> at the age of 32. With no lines at all. Well, it's all in the eyes, isn't it? Yeah. You know. What are your baby eyes? Well, you have to wait till it comes out. Okay, you don't want to ruin it. No, I don't want to ruin it. It'll, ruin, it'll give away too much. But no, it's... So did you watch the Harry Potter films bitterly? Like, no. Did it sting? 
No, I read the books. Uh, like I love the books, um, but I never really read. Uh, I was by the time the film started to come out, it was like over for me, you know. Yeah, and I think yeah, there was a bit of bitterness. But the first <laughs> film came out when I was like fourteen, so you're just moving away from that. I don't. I think it only hit me when I got to like. 25 because i remember at the time going it doesn't matter i'll be a professional footballer instead (laughs) (laughs) and then i found out that jack whitehall also auditioned for the role of harry potter yeah and that stung because it meant i'm not even the most successful person who didn't get the role (laughs) (laughs) so there's a lot tied up in that what is everyone's favorite franchise it means so much to so many children and gives them hope is actually just a sort of what could have been horrible uh, crossroads in my life. And here we are. Do you think if you would still be friends with Emma Watson if you guys had filmed No, she'd her, absolutely her... hate me. <laughs> she'd be arguing articles about how toxic I was. Just because me and Redward and Harry Potter together does not believe, mean I b- agree with any of his political opinions. <laughs> I would have run. What he said on that podcast is unforgivable. <laughs> And uh, we are having him digitally removed from every Harry Potter film. That's what would have happened. And replaced with a giant turd. With Kevin Spacey, because that's better for the brand. (laughs) (laughs) Given everything he's done in the last 20 years. No, it would be easily, because I'm I'm bad. It's good that I haven't achieved anything. The minute I get anything, I I, I abuse it. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Power goes to your head before there is power. Very quickly. I've had power trips and getting like 25 likes on Instagram. (laughs) It's like, I do not need billboards with my face on them. I would go insane. Uh, That's your dog, Bobby? Yep. Uh, No dogs in most podcasts. We have a dog in our podcast. Yeah, Harry was nice enough to let it bark in the living room. We really appreciate that. We'll just wait a second. Well... Why 2K? Why not to K? To K or why not to K? Do you remember, do you remember what they, this, the phrase Y 2K? It's not a phrase. Isn't it? Well, it's just a, what they everyone used to say. Y 2K, as in year 2000. Yeah. So the year was big because everyone had spent the decade before that leading up to it, maybe even more than a decade, fearing the millennium bug. Yeah. So from my research... Y2K, the infamous millennium bug, was expected to cause global chaos with fears that aeroplanes would fall out of the sky, missiles would fire by accident, or simply because of the hypothetical resetting of dates on computers at the stroke of midnight on 1st of January year 2000. So they thought because there was an extra zero being added. Can I just say they hyped it up, right? For years, they said Y2K is going to fuck all the computer systems. Obviously, they did their corrections beforehand. Yeah. It would have been fucking crazy if Ooh. it happened the way they thought it was going to. You know, like if just one day, Happy New Year, ten thousand planes Rains. fall out of the sky, yeah, ships start sinking, oil tankers start leaking oil, all because of a, a computer. And I, I looked into it, so it didn't do shit really. But there was a the places it hit. There was a place in Australia where the uh, the ticket system on buses stopped working. Oh, no. Yeah, 10,000 debit cards didn't work. <laughs> and this is a good one. is a nuclear power plant in Japan. On the stroke of midnight, for some reason, the alarm just went off and they all thought, shit, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> ah, Chernobyl too. Yes. <laughs> but no, nothing happened. So we'd all spent all that time. I remember hearing about it as a kid going, why is it just turn off the computers? <laughs> um, like, why just, just throw them away? We didn't have them twenty years ago. Fuck it. Yeah. But, Stop creating things that make us more problems. But now, Red, mm-hmm. you couldn't live without like your phone. No, I couldn't, and that's a bad thing. You have to be alone with your thoughts. Yeah. People are like, "Oh, your phone's ruining your brain." It's like, have you tried my thoughts? Yeah, but now I'm because al- my <laughs> thoughts will rot your brain a lot faster than any phone screen. <laughs> People who, people who just say, oh, just sit with yourself. You need more time with yourself. Yeah, maybe you with yourself. Me with myself. I need my phone so that I can avoid me because my biggest enemy is not my phone or my addiction to my phone. My biggest enemy is when I sit and just let my mind tell me what it thinks. <laughs> 
Yeah, but if you have a phone, you're sort of alone with Piers Morgan's thoughts. I'm, I'm happier else, with those. Someone else's thoughts. Some Everyone fucking idiot on Twitter. thoughts are better than my internal monologue. Yeah. What is your internal monologue like? Not great. That's why I stare at my phone for eight and a half hours. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we've both- but then it gets worse because you're just looking at people and they're like, and you're like, what is this? Why am I here? What am I looking for? Like, when was the last time you saw something that you went, oh, that's good? It's also so confusing because you scroll along on Instagram and stuff like that, and it'll be like a picture of someone's dog, someone's lasagna, then a fucking car bomb that's just gone off in Iraq. And you're like, how is this? What? This is too much conflicting information in such a quick time, you know? The, it, it really does encapsulate the randomness of life. Yeah. yeah Lasagna really. car bomb. Oh, <laughs> God. It's a yeah, lot. Dog, your childhood hero is arrested. Um, <laughs> keep going. Keep moving. Walk, walk. Every film scroll, you've ever scroll. watched is banned. Yeah. yeah no, it's <laughs> so much CGI cutting out going to happen. I know. It is terrible. There's some old men in Hollywood with their fucking an apology written in their notes, just sat on their phones all day going, is it? Am I trending? Okay. <laughs> Not good. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But so talking of phones, if you don't mind, the uh, Nokia 3210 came out in 2000. Do you remember that phone? Everyone keeps talking about this phone. There's Did you these, get it in Canada? Here's the thing, yes. But there's all these retro flashbacks to this phone. I never got a cell phone until it was like an iPhone. I was one of those people who just had a landline and everyone else had a phone. Really? I was like, I'm not getting a cell phone. I was like that till like 2009. Really? I'm not getting a... Why do, why do I, need, I don't need to be contactable all the time. Oh, God. You want to call me? Call me on my landline. God, so you would have like numbers written down. Yeah. T-t-t-t-t. Yeah. That's quite cool, actually. And then one day, I, you know, I joined the club. I had to. But... I didn't get an iPhone until 2014. Um, and I just had before. But but the Nokia 3210 was the, it was the game, the one that had Snake. I remember first seeing on the bus that someone would have a phone. And it was always like these, like, kids who were slightly older who sort of... There's a lot of, uh, like, uh, people on my bus who would wear, like, big tracksuit coats smoke fags and they had a phone and they had snake on it i remember the first time i saw it that wow this is this is life-changing the fact that you just described someone who wears big tracksuits while smoking clearly a fucking loser well playing snake on their phone and you thought i want to be a part of this gang can i say all of them went on to have children at the age of like 16 it seemed to be a correlation between anyone who had as someone who's about to have a kid, 36 years old, yeah, the kid's about to come, 
I wish I had a kid at 16. Why? Because I'd have a 20-year-old right now. I'm done. I'm free. No, you won't be free at all. They'll be living in this room. No, they'd be out. No, they wouldn't. Buddy, on my kid's 18th birthday, yeah. they get their walking papers. Well, they're going to be living in a tent if the economy goes and the podcast goes the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you will. I don't think Harriet would let you do that. What, but why? Listen, I've, I've con- done my contractual amount of... I'm not going to raise them better from 18 onwards. Like, I'm not going to now... After they're 18, they're formed. Yeah. I'm not going to... I can't... Even the mistakes I've made, I can't correct. You know, like, mm-hmm. if you put the wrong ingredients into a pie and you bake the pie and you take it out of the oven and you're like, oh, this pie is disgusting and a bit <laughs> racist and uh, right-wing leaning <laughs> and has anger issues, you can't unbake a pie. So once the kid's 18, they just are who they are. Yeah, yeah. I can't unbake it. This pie talk And if I don't animals. like them especially, yeah. I don't want to be reminded daily of my failings as a parent while they live with me for the rest of my life. No, I can imagine that. I've had moments with my mum and dad where you sort of catch them looking at you and you go, ah, this isn't this isn't what you wanted, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't quite turn out the way you uh, you expected. But that phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just never. Did you end up getting one? Yeah, yeah. I had a Nokia, like, later, slightly later one. Yeah, and Snake. It was the biggest, best thing, you know. Did you play Snake? No. The snake would go around, it would eat the little thing and then get bigger and bigger. And then it ends up dying because it's so fat. Were you good at the Snake game? I was all right. Yeah. We just constantly. But, you know, it was like those phones would last for days. Like the battery you, of power, you battery mean. power would last a day. Now it's like people want to intravenously like hook up their mobile. Like anytime anyone walks in anywhere, it's like where's the but charger? You know it's a conspiracy. You know they have a battery that would last a week and never need to be replaced. Of course. And they sit there, and what they do is they give us these batteries that over like six months just get slower and slow. What I mean by slower is like they they last a shorter and shorter amount of time. Mm. And within a year, your battery is shit. And then you think, I need a new phone. And you give them another thousand pounds for another phone. They for sure have a battery that they put in a vault that would last for a month. And they're going to bring it out in 20 years. And it's so annoying. Yeah. And they constantly change the cords and stuff like that, which will end up around dolphins and turtles, probably in the somewhere. <laughs> That's quite seat. cool, though. I think a dolphin wear a necklace. I'd like to see that dolphin. <laughs> I don't think it's a necklace. Come on, listen, I think it's, it's not, a garrote. Yes, the turtle. The turtle. <laughs> there's a there's a difference between a, there's a, only a slight difference between a noose and a necklace. Yeah, I guess they're distant cousins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, it's, it's it was it was the start of. Having a phone that wasn't phones before were like for like cokehead businessmen and like <laughs> like remember the late eighties someone's like I have a car phone and you're yeah, like yeah. oh my god he's a winner he's calling the president <laughs> yeah 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 he must be. with his car phone <laughs> yeah there's one number it's the president and they just like hello <laughs> hello I can't hear you it's like of course you can't hear you the world is not built for car phones <laughs> it's 1989 yeah, it's like satellite. yeah it was it was and like kids were obsessed with it you know when i was it was it was the big game now you look back on it you go god this is so dated but people are just it's twitter has taken over instagram stuff like that and it's gonna be i don't where does it all go where are we ending with this because i look at it and you see people and you go like you know you'll see some journalist arguing with someone they've never met who probably lives in austria and you're like I was on the bus the other day. Everyone's on their phones. I was like, I bet you're having an argument with... with I don't think most people are arguing. You mm. never argue online. No, I don't, but... I, I think I, most people are just mindlessly scrolling. But they're watching people argue. Because mm. that's what it is. You know, people go, I actually think... And you go, who gives a shit what you... What? Like, the internet hasn't brought us closer together. Social media hasn't. It's just made... I could go online now, find a nine-year-old kid in Vietnam playing the drums and tell him he's shit. You know, that's the only thing that's really given us. Maybe he needs to know that, though. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, there was this kid who was, uh, I saw this one. So this lady tweeted saying, um, I have a nephew who's got autism and he makes YouTube videos and he gets no hits. Okay. Would it be possible for anyone on here to retweet it, go on his YouTube channel and write great work? And <laughs> 
I was like, there's no way someone's not going to be mean. Scroll down three comments. This guy had written, watch three minutes of one of the videos. Tell him it's fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Comment underneath when... <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing, but like, that's a hor- that's it's horrible. horrible. But it's, it's horrible. It's just like the... the, the this is where we are now. <laughs> being able to predict human behavior. Yes. Where it's like, you know that's... That's going to be that. Another comment said, not for me. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fucking hell? <laughs> <laughs> so it was so brutal. I just like that the idea that like, uh, yeah. What was he, what was the kid doing? Did you watch the video? I didn't click on them because, well, you know. Did you give him there. a retweet? No, no. So you didn't help the lady well, he's, out. He's six. You I didn't, didn't even <laughs> help her out. I'm not, I don't, I, so the kid is some... Some autistic kid probably bullied, probably made a fun video of him singing a song or something. He just wanted to, they just want to feel something. And their aunt said, my nephew has autism. And you saw it and said, well, that's nice that your nephew wants people to watch his video. Not doing it. Close. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha. People said he shit. Close. (laughs) Oh God. All right. What's next? What's next? Um, um, oh you know what's next. All right, this is uh, this is uh, what I discovered very, very amusing to me. And hopefully you. And you at home. Um, <laughs> Don't assume they're at home. You might be on the bus. You might be on a train. Yeah. You might be in your mom's basement. You could be there. You, you could be on a bike. You might have dug a hole and you're sitting in the hole. Yeah. And hopefully our podcast is bringing you some joy. You might be in prison. How Can you many? get podcasts in prison? That's a good question. I'd love to tailor uh, what prison podcasts? prison podcasts to prisoners. <laughs> it's a big market. Yeah, the like number of, one prison a lot podcast. Of free time. Not a lot of purchasing power for advertisers, though. Mm, yeah, they do stuff. I'm just saying, like they'll advertise on anything. You know, eventually you want to have a podcast where you have sponsors. Yeah, and then you your listeners listen, mm. and then they buy the stuff. You, your only advertisers could be people who ad, whose products are sold in the prison commissary. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What would that yeah, like? Hi, do you like Colgate's new self-sharpening toothbrush where you can <laughs> brush your teeth and stab your cellmate in the neck because you found out he's a pedophile? <laughs> well, if you're enjoying the year is, then this toothbrush is for you. Yeah. The, Code name the Razor's Bobby. Edge, a new cutting edge toothbrush <laughs> that can slide into human flesh like butter. <laughs> it just, it's an, it'd be really niche market. No, I think. of course it would. Of course it would. The but, key would be to crack the U.S. industrial, you know, prison system because that's that's huge, that's the most massive. prisoners in the world. We'd be massive. Yeah, but we could do live shows. I don't know. You could do like Johnny Cash kind of like. Also, if these people listen to us all the time and they start getting their heads and hearing, you know, we'd suddenly be known to 50 million criminals. <laughs> and I don't want them to know who I am. No, because often when people <laughs> listen to podcasts, they do feel like the person they're talking to they is, know their, is their friend. Yeah. The, and, you know, these people are going to get out of prison someday. And who are they going to want to stay with? A friend. <laughs> we, we'd be like their Spice Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be pretty fucked. Imagine if everyone who liked your stuff <laughs> killed someone who was a corporate criminal. Yeah. Or, you know, you know it's just it's not great. Not great. <laughs> but anyway, so in September, uh, Blockbuster, remember Blockbuster? Great company. We're great. One of the giants. You know what of- I hate about Blockbuster? What? You'd walk in. Mm. Hello. What? <laughs> They'd always say hello. What? Just the blockbuster. Yeah, they had. It was a system. They, they, they. I don't remember that. You, I, I do. Go with me. Yeah. Okay. There was a system <laughs> where when you walked in, they had figured out that if you say hello to the customer, they're less likely to steal. Okay. So no matter where they were in the store, you'd mm. walk in and they'd scream hello. Really? Yes. I didn't know and you'd be that. like, oh, hi. hi. Like, Can I help you? And then you just leave. They say goodbye. And you're yeah. like, I don't think you're going to walk in planning on stealing. Oh, fuck, I can't now because he said hello. <laughs> but you're, that's where you're wrong. Okay. Psychologically, if someone says hello to you, you're much less likely to steal from them because you feel a sense of connection. You feel a bit of empathy. Mm. You, you feel like it's easy to steal from a corporate chain. Because yeah, 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 yeah. 
But if someone says hello, you feel like, oh. No, there's more this of a person. touch of personal. Yeah, I can see. Hello! In, in theory, that works. So that's why I, that, I'm glad Blockbuster failed, if if not only for that reason. So I don't have to say hello to anyone anymore. Well, yeah, fair enough. It was, uh, it was the, the big, big giant Blockbuster. No one could see what was coming but back, what, back in 2000. So this came? is great. So one of the greatest what-if stories of all time. Uh, broke last year with the release of Netflix co-founder Mark Randolph's memoir about the rise of Netflix. In it, he describes flying down to Dallas alongside co-founder Reed Hastings to attend a meeting with blockbuster CEO John Antioco. Back then, Netflix wasn't the media goliath it is now, but rather a DVD by mail rental service on the verge of collapse, thanks in part to the dot-com bubble burst. Anyway, they wanted uh, Blockbuster to invest in Netflix. The only way out for it to survive, they thought at the time, was to sell it at Blockbuster. After months of waiting, Antioco finally decided to meet. He asked Netflix founders how much the company would cost. Their answer was $50 million. Randolph would describe Antioco's response as trying desperately not to laugh. Only a decade later, Blockbuster declared bankruptcy, and Netflix is now worth $294 billion. Ah. Yeah, so John Antioco, very bad day in the office. This was his 9-11. He... <laughs> so the Netflix guys come and say, "You, our company's worth 50 million. And he's like... <laughs> yeah. So I read a Forbes article about it, and they're like, he gets such shit, but no one knew. You know, He doesn't make him a bad businessman. He had like, it's just that one fucking thing, you know? Like you can miss that one thing and you're famous for it. It's like the same with Harry Potter. The the, the publishers he said, "Who wants to read a book about it's, a boy wizard?" It's so painful to know what. Like, listen, that guy obviously was successful. He was a CEO of Blockbuster. Yeah. He's a very rich man. But it's so painful when you know you've missed out on like, like making the most money you could have ever made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, the difference is, is he he was successful. This will be seen as a legacy problem. You know, he's probably got a lot of money, possibly. But he, he he's not like a Kennedy. No, but this will this will kill him, without a doubt. Absolutely. Kill what him. does he do now? He's got a smoothie company that doesn't make half as much as. How much does it make? It, but the turnover was fifty million a year. <laughs> Dude, that's so which funny. means that he's, that's so funny though because that's how much. They asked for for Netflix. Oh yeah, I didn't even think that's that. That's his yeah, prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can never get below. No, 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 it. no. Every day. Uh, so how are we doing? Yep, fifty million. Can we stop using the words fifty million? And he literally could have. Uh, yeah. He, and the thing is, is uh, he will always, always. It's, it's just no getting away from it. Like in lockdown, even if he tried to boycott Netflix, was like, Have "You seen Tiger King?" And I said, "No, shut the fuck up." I don't. Do you think he has it? I think I like to think that he's now so broke. Um, What's his name? John Antioco. I, I'm looking. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I like to think he's now so broke that he can only watch Netflix via his mum or sister's one when she's not watching it herself. <laughs> not that I want him to be broke. I just think it's amusing that someone who was that rich laughed at a visionary like the Netflix people. The other thing as well is he would have had children. Oh, yeah. We would have done nothing in school and would have been the most... They would have been like Trump-like kids because they're like, well, my dad's blockbuster. We're about to take over the blockbuster chain. Where, where's that going? What do you mean the internet? Would have done nothing in school, <laughs> been horrible to people, and then one day just... All gone just like that. Did you know by 2004, Antioco and Blockbuster knew they were in for a fight? In 2005, Blockbuster Online engaged in a price war with Netflix. Did not go well. No. As well as with Walmart's competing service. So this is like so long ago. In a conference call at the end of the year, Hastings told analysts that Blockbuster was throwing everything at them but the kitchen sink. Oh, nice. The next day, Hastings received a kitchen sink from Antico. Oh, God. What well, he actually sent him a... Antioco. Antioco. Antioco, yeah. But uh, that, so, yeah, he sent Netflix a kitchen. I'm throwing everything at you but the kitchen sink. And then he sent him and the kitchen sink. <laughs> It's funny though, because Netflix had that whole Netflix and chill thing, which I think is fucking grim. I hate that whole, you know, they're like, oh, watch a film and sleep together. There's Blockbuster, like, was behind on the, you know, they couldn't sell that kind of thing because you have to walk to the I shop. I like Netflix while chill. I want to fuck while the movie, while we watch the movie. Why? 
That's but it's you're not watching the film. I am what you can do both. <sighs> because <laughs> what if you're watching Schindler's List? Can you do both then? Do not question my <laughs> sexual abilities on this podcast. What about Precious? <laughs> or Twelve Years a Slave? It depends what parts of the film are on. <laughs> Pretty much all of them. There's some. Si- uh, yeah. 12 Years of Slave, there'd be some parts where it's just like shots of like trees. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, that. Otherwise. What about Hook then, a Disney film, <laughs> where it's just children? <laughs> if, if it. What about the part where it's Robin Williams fighting Hook? That's two grown men just okay, fighting. You've got a window of about 30 I, seconds. I, I, I could fuck to that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. There's parts where Robin Williams fights with his wife. I could fuck to that before he dives in and becomes Peter Pan. But the blockbuster model was like, you walk to the shop, read out of cassette, and then you have take your date home, and then you got to try and jam it in the shitty old players that never used to work, and lean down, and so your bum, builder's bum is probably in the air, and then you start <laughs> smacking the VHS. And by that point, you probably realize, hey, this guy's got like fucking anger problems <laughs> i think you just didn't know how to put a vhs in. it never worked for me ever <laughs> you but ne- I actually, you've my- never watched you're like thank god netflix is here i've never watched a film <laughs> my f- my f- my friend uh, orlando told me about uh him bringing a girl back to his house or his mum and dad's house and they this is a few years ago still had the the vhs player and he tried to put tape in and uh, said it was just the most unsexy thing because he's just on his knees trying to get it to work <laughs> for ages. <laughs> and yeah, just had this like fight with the uh, with the thing, and she ended up leaving because it's just like you can't work a, a basic uh, basic bit of technology, and you've got anger problems. So there you go. Do you like reality TV? Uh, no, none of it. None of it. There's not one reality television show you like. Mm, I like Temptation Island. Red. Yeah. I host a reality TV show. Oh, yeah, you do. That is on ITV2. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I'm sure I'm going to love it. And I'm sure the listeners... The first both. season has already been released, Red. That was like a year and a half ago. You haven't seen it. No. Killer Camp. Yeah. It's a murder mystery. Yeah. Where every episode, the killer... Mm-hmm. Kills off a a, a camper, mm-hmm. and they're this summer camp, mm-hmm. and then all the contestants try to figure out who the killer is. And if they figure out who the killer is, they get the money. If the killer remains hidden, the killer gets the money. Sounds like a good show. You've never watched it. <laughs> I saw an advert for it. I'm the host. I know. I saw you in the advert. I've watched everything you've done. No, you haven't. All the television you've done, I've watched. It's not come out yet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I will watch it when it comes out. Okay. Yeah, well, in 2000, the show Big Brother came out. It's what I was going to get into. Okay, Big Brother. But now I'm scorned Yeah, that you haven't even watched my show. Is, has anyone watched Killer Camp? I play Camp <laughs> Counselor Bobby. Yeah? It's a real acting stretch for of me. Of course, yeah. No, I know the premise. I think I was gigging like every night it came out. <laughs> it's, it was on the hub, the ITV hub. You I don't have that. It. I don't have that. Everyone has that. It's just... free. It's a free app where you, need... you can watch ITV's programming. you got to put your email in there, don't you? Yeah, you have an email. Yeah, but then I've got credit password. For the... It's a lot of stuff. I w- I'm going to watch it. Okay? I don't want you to watch it now. Okay, we'll watch it then. Don't watch no, it. I'm not going to watch series two either. <laughs> But if you're listening or watching, watch uh, Killer Cam on ITV2, is it? I don't need you to promo my show for me. A man who's... What are you going to say? I've never seen it, but Bobby is in it, so please watch it. That's exactly what I was going to say. This is pathetic. Okay, sorry. You're not a very supportive friend. You didn't come to my wedding. (laughs) <laughs> you didn't you didn't watch my TV show. I'm here with you now. Whenever you're at my house and I ask you, "Hey, I need help lifting a couch. Mm. Will you help me?" You complain the whole what? time. Cuz every time I come to your house, I have to lift loads of stuff and it feels like I'm working. It doesn't feel like I'm a guest. You helped me move once and while we were carrying heavy furniture, what did you do? You carried two pillows. <laughs> there was a pile. There was like a whole house's worth of things in our house mm. to carry out to the wait the van who that was illegally parked waiting outside. And I was carrying like an armchair. Mm-hmm. Harriet, pre-pregnancy, was carrying like a chest of drawers, and you walked out with two pillows. 
My in my defense, the pillows needed to get in the van because you wanted the pillows. Yeah, but clearly they go in last because you can fit them around anything. You don't put the pillows in first. Okay, so Bobby, when, when packing a van, answer me this: When you went to bed that night after a hard day's lifting, and you leant back, I closed you, did, my eyes and thought about you carrying pillows. Did the, and I hated did it. Did the back of your head gently touch? Uh, two soft pillows comfortably there for you or did it slam hard on a pillowless bed i see what you're trying to do right now well, i don't like it okay because the pillows you were carrying were couch cushions so i didn't <laughs> sleep on them they didn't go anywhere near a mattress they were decorative cushions for a couch not even necessary to sleep well they, they needed to be in the van and someone had to do it so i i did it Let's talk about Big Brother. Okay. The show so, Big Brother premiered in the year 2000, which inspired reality television. It's inspired everything, I think. It's the reason, I think it's the reason Trump got in power. That was the start of, it was the end of Western civilization. I think you can pinpoint it to Big Brother. It's when talent became nothing and just celebrity was more important. People who didn't used to be famous unless they were a footballer, a politician, a singer, you know? It was it was the start of like, oh, this is Craig. You know, what does he do? It's like, I don't really know, but he's there. Let's watch him exist. Yeah. So it's like, oh, some genius, you know, uh, business, tech, you know, media guy was like, let's stick loads of normal people in and then give the idea that you don't need any ability, but you deserve to be heard and seen. And you should be famous. And that's where we are now. And that's, uh, you know, it was the start of the Instagram influencer, the start of the uh, footballer's wife, I believe. You know, it was, it was when this, you know, who was Gary Lineker's wife in the 80s? No one knew. So you don't think footballers should have wives? No. You, th you think footballers' wives should all stay inside like they're <laughs> in Afghanistan. You, that's what you think. You don't watch my television program. Uh, this is, you I, insult I, I knew the genre this is, of the program. It was so... And now, now that we're talking about reality TV, which I am a part of, I host reality television show, you choose to say that it caused footballers' wives to leave the house. That's not what I'm saying. And what you're saying is you're still angry about the fact that I haven't watched your ITV2 reality show. And you're bringing that anger into this. Well, what I'm saying is, is it made people who had no purpose to be on television, on television. Okay. And that was, it became, oh, you don't need a skill. In the times of Trump, it was all about this sort of, you don't need to know what you're doing. Because so when Big Brother aired in 2000, there was a guy called Nasty Nick. You probably didn't hear about him in Canada. Okay. He was the first like reality TV villain. Okay. Pre-Mike the Situation and all that. Um, and he lied on air about his wife dying in a car crash. <laughs> Wait, did he pretend she was still alive? No, he said she died in a car crash. Okay. Um, just, just a weird, like, sympathy thing. And then he used to write notes to the other people and go, I think we should evict this guy. Cause da -da -da, and they, they found out his plan. And he was like some city broker. Was like, I was just playing the game. And then he left and got, like, loads of money, way more money than everyone else. And it kind of set the, like... It's not about being good, a good, you know, you got to be entertaining and horrific and the world needs a villain. You make loads of money from it. And it's kind of the early Trump model, you know. But did you, did you ever watch Big Brother? I did early on. And then it just, it was, there was, oh God, there was, <laughs> it became so bad what people would do to be like, get, get headlines when they went into the house. Like there's a girl called Kinga. Okay. Uh, the British press called her King of the Minger, which was uh, in the noughties. It was a different time. <laughs> a, a meaner, more judgmental <laughs> yeah. time. But so she went on and Big Brother first night, she drank like three bottles of Prosecco and put a bottle of Prosecco inside herself. Okay. Yeah. And that's where we got to as a culture and a society. It was like, go make a splash. That's what you got to do. And that's, we're still talking about it 20 years later. I hate to say it, but that's when, you know, that was the day everything went to hell. When, 
what's her name again? Kinga. Kinga the... Uh... Kinga the Megger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when she put a bottle inside herself. Yeah, it just became, oh, do what you do. what Whatever it is, it's better to be famous than not at all. And it doesn't matter what you do. You know, the whole, like, everyone hates me, but it's cool. Like, the, the Paul brothers are sort of playing on that whole thing now. I think, though, mm. there's a chance that you have this... You resent fame mm. because... 20 years ago mm. you had a shot at it mm, yeah you could have been in harry potter you could have replaced daniel radcliffe and you'd have this fame so now you look at fame cynically when actually it just reminds you of your own failures well answer me this what is this a fucking riddle yeah. answer me this <laughs> riddle me this then bobby no, answer me this bobby was daniel radcliffe even considered to play big baby in the latest uh itv2 show that's coming out soon I think he was busy. <laughs> I don't think he was. He does nothing. He's in films all the time, Red. He's still very successful. <laughs> I I haven't watched any of them. No. No. <laughs> There's a few things I won't watch. Your show, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Big Brother. Big Brother. No, it, it was fairly amusing because it was just like, you just saw like, oh God, people will do anything, you know? Mm. They had one I once watched this guy, what's he called? I can't remember. But he had to go on the, he went on the Dutch one and he was like a semi, he was in Hollyoaks or something. And they made him eat a boiled, like swallow boiled eggs. And at one point he just burst into tears. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. I know. That's so bleak. I'm so sorry. I know. It was like, oh, what, are you, what are you going to do? And then that woman who had an affair with Beckham, Rebecca Luz, they had one called Celebrity Farmhouse and she wanked off a pig on it. And you're like, oh, this is where we are. Like, how am I got here? Yeah. And it's just... This is not how I saw things going. As no. You just, like... as, the thing is also if you're if you're when you're waking off a pig it's like you want it to end so you have to try to do a really good job <laughs> yeah. like like the, otherwise like, you're gonna be there all fucking if you night. unenthusiastically jerk off a pig it's gonna take two hours <laughs> but in your head you have to think how what would this pig really like and then yeah, you just have to firmly but not too firmly like get a grasp of the pig's dick and like, do pigs like it if I stroke their balls? I just like rub around the pig's asshole while jerking it off just to finish it quickly. Say, oh my God, you got a big dick pig. You got a real big pig dick. And that pig dick, oh my, oh my God. Like, it's like, listen, lady, you don't have to swallow the pig cum. Stop sucking the pig dick, please. I just wanted it to be over. I'll take this load of the mouth to make this end. She now lives in Norway, in the middle of nowhere. I googled her the other day because I was like, "What she's up to?" She, she literally, she literally lives in like the northern, northern part of Norway. <laughs> she's not allowed near pigs. <laughs> Oh God! But that must have been hard for Beckham's wife. Just like, so this is who you had an affair with. <laughs> Imagine being the pig. You've gotten with a woman who's, who's been with you and Beckham. Considering all the things we do to pigs, we we uh, take them away from their children. We chop them up and eat them. Eat them. Yeah. We uh, we fatten them up. We we put them in little cages. Somebody starts jerking you off. You're just like, well, this beats most days as yeah, a pig. To be fair, I think we probably owe it to them yeah. <laughs> and should do it more often. That's, Not just for TV money, just uh, as a decent a, thing to do. The thing is, they don't put animals together unless they're breeding. Mm. And animals generally can't masturbate because mm. they don't have hands. No. So if a pig wants to... So you're kind of... By putting a pig alone in a in, in a cage, you're depriving it of the ability to orgasm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So the least you can do is jerk it off once in a while, if it's cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> do you have to ask? <laughs> yeah, well, you just, you do it slowly and see if the pig's in. If the pig walks away, you think, no, it doesn't want it. But if the pig comes a bit closer to you and snorts into your ear, a little gentle, sexy snort... <laughs> Well, then you make television history. Oh, God. <laughs> I like the thought that someone's going to find this podcast and go, I like history. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's the history of <laughs> people making pigs come. Or just some some nephew visiting or a sort of grandson visiting their granddad in a nursing home. Like, <laughs> I like history. So I found a word. There's a podcast for you, and then just puts it in his ears and he can't move and just <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> Shoot me. No, he'd, he'd like million dollar baby it and bite his tongue to try to bleed out. God. <laughs> oh, yeah. I regret having the vaccine. Uh, wow. I think we've uh, covered Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh God! Talking a pig, Bobby. No, just um, the Pope, not a pig, a real man. In uh, in the year two thousand, yeah. So uh, Pope John Paul the second. Surprisingly, he's the second. They all seem to be Pope John Paul to me. But um, he apologized for the wrongdoings by members of the Roman Catholic Church throughout the ages. <laughs> so he decided to say sorry everyone it's quite a sweeping apology yeah it's it's it's, it's i'm vague. sorry about um you know slavery i'm sorry about uh the child stuff i'm sorry about just general oppression here's do you want to know what he apologized for okay he apologized for the legal process on the italian scientist and philosopher Galileo, himself a devout Catholic, around 1633. So I'm like, sorry about Galileo in 1633. You're like, yeah. I don't know if that's the, the it's one. It's not the be- big one. <laughs> the- what about starting a pyramid scheme for boy fucking? <laughs> the, the, the one unbelief beneath that was he was sorry for Catholics' involvement with the African chiefs who sold their subjects and captives in the African slave trade. So it's like, sorry about Galileo, you know, let's get the big one out of the way. Oh, yeah, and the slow trade as well. You know. There's some things, you, an apology kind of feels silly. Yeah. Like mm. words are silly. Yeah. I feel like actions are more important. He also, John Paul II, sent his first email apologizing for Catholic sex abuse cases. Sent by email. Sorry. Was that to a group? Like you were CC'd in? <laughs> sorry about that. From the Pope. I mean... They're going to have to do this every 20 years because this is 21 years ago and it hasn't stopped. So is that, and it, so what he did is well, he, he, uh, he organized a prayer for forgiveness of sins of the church. So really, let's just all get together and say, sorry, forgive me, and it's done. Bye-bye. If you're the person who's in charge of the organization that did the thing, mm. you don't then get to be like, okay, I've apologized. I think it's forgiveness time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? you got to wait for the victims <laughs> To forgive you, you can't say, okay, I apologize, and I think we as a group should now move on to praying. So you sent an email. Forgiving. You sent an email. And the thing is, he was like 88. He didn't send the email. No, so he got an He doesn't know how to do send it. an email, an 88-year-old man, 20 years ago. Imagine if I came to a party or house, got drunk, like blocked your loo, vomited everywhere, was rude to Harriet, punched one of your guests, and then the next day I got Jody to send an apology email and said, by the way, I'm coming around at three for the forgiveness ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was... Uh, it's just interesting to see two decades later. I think that, how least... long does that apology last? Is he like, that covers 30 years? I don't know. I'd say give it like before you come back. Like, I'd say you want a gap of at least like a couple weeks between the <laughs> apology and the forgiveness <laughs> <Yeah>. ceremony. <laughs> also, the fact it's taking about a thousand years to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> See you next millennium. I'm sorry, forgive me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, who knows what it will be then? And probably when the email will apologize on. But uh, no, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, what you got anything, Bobby? Anything else on the year 2000? The big year Y2K? This story, it's kind of, it ended in the year 2000. Not widely known, but it made me happy. Okay, the Confederate submarine, the HL Hunley, mm. was raised to the surface after 136 years on the ocean floor, and you've probably never heard the Hunley, it was no. one of the first submarines, that he, and they used it in the Civil War. What? Yeah, they had submarines That's in the Civil insane. War. That's insane. So in 1863, they tested out this submarine. Five people died. The crew died. Of course. They brought it back up from the ground. Then they put eight people on board. They tested the submarine a second time. It sunk. All eight people on board dead. Mm -hmm. Then they raised it up again out of the water, 
put eight more people on board. How fucking crazy do you have to be to get on board a submarine a third time after both crews <laughs> who've gotten onto it have fucking died? Also, it's not like submarines are widely known at that point. They're like, hey, we've got this amazing new technology where you can go underwater. And you're like, really? I don't know anyone who's ever went underwater for more than 20 seconds and not been dead. And yeah, they're like, no, yeah. no, no. This is going to be good. Okay, what what happened to the other people that tried to go underwater in your new invention? What's it called again? The, the submarine. Okay, well, what happened to the, the other submarine people? They are all dead. All 13 of them are dead. But we think you eight, you're going to live. So they put those eight in the submarine. It lasted a while. It actually went into battle and it sunk the USS Housatonic. Mm -hmm. And then the submarine for a third time sunk <laughs> and the third crew of eight people died where it sat and they sat for 136 years on the ocean floor until they were resurrected in the year 2000 and the no one's attempting to give it a go again well they no, not in that sub i would say the henley is probably not the best designed sub no i don't think it's like why would you try and bring something back to life that you know constantly does that. I know it didn't it's, it's like, not yeah, working. We're bring back Jack the Ripper it's not worked both times but we'll give it another go it's also weird that they had submarines it probably didn't have like moisturizer or anything you know what I mean like like that was such a backward time yes and then they're like yeah let's all go underwater and listen I appreciate the ambition of the person who built it very ambitious yeah but are you thinking what I'm thinking what Starting a crowdfunder, so me, you, and Jody can be the first people to get back in it and resurrect it and do a pod. I think you should do a one-person pod mm, underwater in the Henley. <laughs> <laughs> I really think I'm dragging this podcast down, and you on your own. Mm, I did think that, yeah. Um, <laughs> should go deep underwater. In an 1860s submarine. Yeah, okay. I'll Just see how it goes. See, see how it goes. Yeah, yeah it's not work, but we've uh, we've gaffer taped the hull from before. <laughs> they probably didn't even have duct tape no. in the 18th. Duct they, tape might have been all they needed. They used a Rizzler. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. We've got a king-size extra strong Rizzler. <laughs> we put it on the hull that, that fucked everything before. Yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous yeah you sort of feel like you've been bummed out but also imagine being the ship that got done by it you know when they actually managed to kill some people oh, god we weren't very it good it worked job. though they yeah. died heroes they died having sunk another ship i think they died choking and screaming i think after we go well, they were heroes that's but... how every hero died <laughs> they died heroes in their own right they're confederate soldiers eventually their side lost but yeah. In that moment. They yeah, felt yeah, yeah. They died feeling victorious. Oh, so these were on the Confederate side. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, they were the sort of racist hicks. Fuck them. No wonder it didn't work. Backward idiots. They're the sort of people who stormed the Capitol with those stupid horns on us. Yeah, we got submarines. I'm like, sure you do. <laughs> it was half of America. Sure? Yeah. It's true. And uh, I don't want to judge anyone. Um, but I just don't think that was historically, you don't go, those were the smart guys, you know? Because they were fighting to keep slavery going. That's true. Mm. Um, and I, we are both against it. Yes. We, we've said many times before, not up for it. No. Okay. <laughs> I hear about more death, Bobby? Yes. Okay. Well, this is the death of an entire species. In 2000... I think that's a good way. It's a nice way to end because, you know, every day climate changes in the news mm -hmm. and... We might think it's a new problem. It's been going on. But years. actually, we've been destroying the planet for a long time. Well, not just us. When was the last time you saw a dinosaur, mate? You think dinosaurs destroyed? <laughs> yeah. Added to. <laughs> not, not recycling. Had a high carbon footprint. <laughs> yeah, they were fucking horrendous. <laughs> 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 they didn't give a shit about, about the environment. Um, no, it was, a, it was a, a Pyrenean ibex. They go extinct. The last one dies. Ever. So they're done. Completely done. Weirdly, actually, I discovered they tried to, uh, like, genetically recreate it off the dead body, and they made another one, and it died after nine days. So this, look, I'm sorry, this, no one can do anything for this animal. And it wasn't actually humans that killed it out. It died because it couldn't compete for food. And the, this is the... this With is, who, though? 
Uh, it was so it lives across like uh, Spain and France and Italy and stuff. Well, uh, it couldn't with sheep and various other animals for some reason. I mean, if you can't compete with sheep, like, you're you, fucked. You're done. You're not here. You don't. It's like with pheasants. You know, you see them. You're like, how the fuck are you? There's rhinos and tigers going extinct, but you guys who seem to live in the middle of the road <laughs> can't fly properly, and are the dumbest things are just still alive. It's crazy. But um. I suppose that's because rich people breed them to shoot. I don't know. Maybe that's the case. But who knows? But so the interesting part of this, dare I say, funny bit, was that the last uh, Ibex that died was called Celia. I guess if there's one of an animal left, give them a name. Give them a name. She was killed by a fallen tree. So I don't think Celia was the best uh, representative for Ibexes that could have been left alive. Red. Mm -hmm. A tree could fall on anyone. It could fall on anyone. But I think if you're the last... Of your species, you could kind of go, oh, maybe I'm just going to stand in a like space that's not... If you're the last of your species, though... Mm. Well, maybe it's raining. And she went, oh, God, I better not get pneumonia because I'm the last of my species to be alive. I'm just going to go stand under this... <laughs> bang, dead. It's a lot of pressure. The thing is, there would have been a guy whose whole thing was ibexes. You know, you like some people like pandas, whales, everyone's got a thing. Well, it would have been a depressing... A depressing thing. A couple like, years for Celia, him wait up here. I, I think I've found a way to recreate a male so we can breed you. Just give us two minutes and he's running back. And then he just sees the tree fall on her. And that's the end of Celia. And the end of ibexes <laughs> across the world. But I think the keynote of that is is uh we're all gonna die and it's sometimes not gonna be as impressive or spectacular as we we think or would hope it would be that's true hopefully you before me yeah and then who would you get to replace me on here anyone <laughs> okay well we'll see you next week i hope um like if you enjoyed this podcast like subscribe share, share tell your friends leave a review Please, we need to get some sponsors. Good review. So that I can afford better friends. Yes. Okay, thank you very much for listening. Until next time, this has been The Year Is with me, Red Richardson. I don't want to say my name now. Let's just end it. Okay, bye. Bob, his name's Bobby Mayer. Bye. Thank you for listening to an episode of The Year Is with me, comedian Bobby Mayer, and my sometimes friend, Red Richardson. This podcast has been produced by our brilliant producer, Jody Vandenberg. Thank you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.